Hi, this is Anne-Marie Fox and you're listening to my podcast On Your Terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome back to my podcast on your terms. I'm very excited today to introduce you to my guest. Most of you will know him from Dragon's Den and currently hosting the show Down to Business on News Talk. So I'm delighted to introduce you to Bobby Kerr. Hi, Bobby. How are you? How are you, Anne-Marie? Delighted. Thank you for asking me to do your podcast. Oh, well, I'm delighted to have you here. It's great. And I'm looking forward to hearing all about your journey. Um, I might start, first of all, Bobby, by just asking you maybe to tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. Um, Well, I suppose at one level, I'm semi-retired, but I'm busier than ever uh, at another level. So I sold my interest in insomnia to the existing management uh, in 2018. Uh, I broadcast now um, a a show called Down to Business every weekend, every Saturday. We've on News Talk uh, 106 to 108, we've 120,000 odd listeners. Super. Uh, I've been doing that for nearly 10 years. um, And we started off with 25,000, but we'll come back to that. That's great. I'm also on a number of boards. Uh, I'm on the boards of the operating company of the Cliffs of Moher, uh, one of Ireland's or the Ireland's greatest uh, natural attraction. I'm also chairman of the board of the Great Lighthouses of Ireland, two other, two of my maritime interests. Very Uh, good. I'm also, I, I do a lot of public speaking, you know, events, that type of stuff. But I, I, you know, at one level, as I say, I'm retired, but at another level, I'm as busy as I am. I can see that with all the different things yeah. you're involved in. Absolutely. Um, what I'd like to do, I suppose, uh, Bobby, is maybe bring you back a little bit and uh, talk to you about what you would hope to do when you were younger or can you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, I, I never had a... I, 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 was, I was thinking about this and just reflecting on it. I, I think because vert, by virtue of the environment I grew up in, I think I was destined for hospitality. My father, yes. uh, God rest him, owned a hotel in Kilkenny uh, that he opened in 1966. Okay. Uh, that he bought two old houses and 50 acres of land for the sum for the sum total of 17,000 euros. And wow. that business was in our family for nearly 50 years. So I grew up, you know, even though I did, we didn't live in the hotel, we lived beside it, but it was very much part of life and family life was very much intertwined with business totally life. Understand. So I worked yeah. in that business as a kid, you know, in the landscaping on the grounds. I worked in the dining room and the kitchens. And I, I, I kind of felt that without even thinking about it in a huge way that I was destined for that. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think many people, maybe I'm, I, 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 was, I was never, you know, fixated on being anything else really. And yet I was quite happy to take opportunities as they came. I, I, I went to DIT, which is now a technical university of Dublin where I studied. Uh, business and catering. Okay. So that gave me a, 
a fairly basic grounding. And when I was there, uh, part-time, I ended up working as a chef. Just I never trained as a chef, but I'd worked in kitchens. And I really liked that high-pressure, creative, kind of mad environment mm. uh, that, that is in a busy uh, restaurant kitchen. So when I finished my qualification in, in, in DIT, I ended up, by virtue of, of circumstance and chance, uh, at a rugby match in Scotland and meeting a fella in a pub as you did back then. Yeah. Uh, and he, him telling me that he was the caterer for all the uh, oil rigs in, in the North Sea. Okay. And I, me telling him that I was the best chef that he never had. And he said to me, can you start tomorrow? And I said I could. Wow. And off I went to the North Sea where I spent two years working as a chef on oil rigs. Totally by chance. And while it, it became a wonderful opportunity for me because the company that I worked for in the North Sea transferred me to their uh, Canadian and American equivalent a company called uh, ARA, uh, Aramark as they're known now. Mm. Um, and then I worked in America and in Canada. In, I got into management, then I worked in places like Croke Parks, the CNE Stadium in Toronto, yeah, the, those type where I, I was on the catering arm of things, and I learned kind of large scale, big event catering. Wow, uh, okay, I, brilliant. So that journey took me sort of five years from start yeah. to beginning, or Very start good. To, uh, and it was it was you know a, 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 the school of life as much as the school of work. Yeah, um, and I learned an awful lot there, and I worked with some great people. That's and brilliant. I came back to Ireland with, with decent experience as a as a 24-year-old. Um, Still very, then, very young. Yeah. Uh, with such yeah. experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was given responsibility at a young age in that business and I took it. Um, yeah. And maybe because I didn't know any different, but I was, uh, I was just, when I, if ever an opportunity was put to me, that I thought was good for me and good for the business I took it. And that's always been. So yeah, you took every opportunity that you felt was right for you at the time. Yeah. Great. And then I came, I came back to Ireland then and I worked with the Campbell Bewley group, um, firstly on the Campbell Catering side of the house for about seven years. Yeah. Uh, in UCC, in all sorts of places, Boshan Lom, industrial catering. And I became... I started off as a unit manager and I ended up as uh, the area manager for Southern Ireland. So again, I, I worked in sales and operations and I, I got promoted a few times within that business. And then I was moved to, I moved to Bewley's yes. in, let me think, the early 90s. Right. And I spent another six years there and that was really where I cut my teeth in the coffee business. And I ended, I, I became the managing director of that business, which was a very, very big business then. Yeah. Like we had 50 shops. I ran the bakery. I ran the franchising arm of it. And I ended up, you know, I had about eight or 900 people working for me in that business. And as I say, it was a tough scenario, but I learned an awful lot there. And Absolutely. I really, so I was 13 years with the Campbell Bewley Group. And I never really wanted to go out on my own. And, but I, 
I sort of came to the end as I saw it of, you know, what do I do next? And yeah. the only was for me to do something myself. And, you know, timing is a, is a hugely important part of anybody's career. And yeah. I got lucky with timing a few times along the way. And my luck then was that I had the expertise of working in a coffee business for a number of years. Yeah. I knew property, I knew retail, I knew just, I, I knew a good bit about, and coupled with the arrival of this, this new wave of coffee that came back mm. in uh, the mid nineties. So I opened my first shop in partnership with Fitzers Catering with a yeah. 50-50 deal called Perk in 1998 in a basement in Grafton Street. Wow. Um, and again, it's funny, you know, you run a big organization, you think you know a lot. And I was amazed and startled by how little I knew. And, and just to say, you know, it takes a long time. People think success is overnight. Like I left Bewley's when I was 38 years old. So I already had a, a, a long career. career. Yeah. And then I started on my own age 38. And I knocked another 20 years out of that. That's amazing. Um, which, 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 you know, but was a very different experience. But at the same time, uh, it was doing, I suppose, and two things that really excite me about business are one is sales and yeah. the other is growing a business. And, yeah. you know, in that 19 years, Perk then uh, grew to six sites. And then I was acquired, believe it or not, by Insomnia, uh, who started out at the same time as me. Okay. But then I became the MD of that business. And then I was the driver of the combined business. And we used, we ended up with Bendini and Shaw, which had, I think, six or seven sites. Perk had five. Insomnia had six. We put the three businesses together. So we had 17 sites. Uh, this is in the early 2000s. Yeah. We rebranded them all as Insomnia. And off we went. And we opened, we grew that business. Now we had ups, downs, ins, outs. But we, you know, we, we, it was an interesting uh, business that nearly went bust a couple of times along the way. But, you know, I exited, as I say, yeah. in 2018. And, you know, it was very good to me. That so. is fantastic. It's such, such a, a career. And I think, as you said, taking that risk to go out on your own, um, that must have been, you know, back in the late 1990s. Yeah. Like, and what well, type? I, I was again just reflecting on it, you know, my fourth daughter was born just the week that I left Bewley's. Oh, and wow. I, and I had a big mortgage <laughs> and I had all that other stuff. Yeah. So it was a real risk. And, and yeah. I never really, really personally cared around, you know, you know, I was obviously, con but the, the risk to my family, uh, my wife, who, yeah. who always never, always just said, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's yeah. fine. I always say to people that, you know, your partner in business and your partner in life are probably the two most important things. Uh, and they certainly have been in my case. I had That's great partners. Yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, I always worked firstly with Fitzers, then the lads in Insomnia, John and Harry, and again, my own wife, Mary, yeah. uh, on the home front. Um, and even in Insomnia, if I look 
at the type of partnerships that we developed with Eason's, with Meadows and Burn, with Pennies, with Debenhams. They were all businesses that were bigger than us. And mm. we were able to take opportunity by forming a good, solid partnership with them, which allowed us to punch way above our level. That's so brilliant. partnerships, I think, in life and in business are something that I hold true and I hold in high regard. Yeah, and key to your growth. Ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good ones. That's, that's good. That's, Very that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Um, and I suppose, you know, looking back over your career from when you started out, um, I suppose, to where you are today and all the ups and downs, um, is there anything you would have changed over those years? Not much. Uh, I would have, I probably would have liked to have, and it's probably a good idea, a good job that I didn't have, but the fact that I didn't really know uh, the peril of what I was actually letting myself in for when I opened my own business. Like, yeah. You know, when I was with Bewley's, there was always somebody, you know, even though I was the MD, there was a finance guy who dealt with banks. There was, yep. And all of a sudden, you know, this was me. And I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, battling on very limited resources. So and I having learned, to do everything, yeah. Yeah, I, I learned really, I was very comfortable being, you know, right in the, in the trenches of the business. I always have been. Yeah. Kind of, you know, leading from the, uh, from the front. One of the things I struggled with most was actually coming out of the front line and becoming a better, I suppose, strategic, strategic growth. Uh, growth of the business where I was always happy to be the guy making the coffee or talking to the customers but you know when I had an organization that needed to grow and my job primarily was to grow it I had to change the way I operated so I probably could have got better at that earlier okay if if I'm asking about you know things I would change but I changed very little around what I've done and the people I've worked with and the markets that I've worked in mm. because it's been, it's been full on and it's been busy. I like being busy and it's been, it's all been good to you. I, yeah, it has been good to me. Yeah. yeah, big time. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, would you give your advice, give advice to yourself, a younger Bobby now? Um, other than, well, you know, I, I think, I think that one of the things that, that stood to me in, in the early days was I, 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 I'm, I still have an ingrained fear of failure. It's probably not as prominent as it was. Okay. And I found failure and fear of to be a great driver for me personally. I was yeah. terrified that I'd let people down. Wow. And that, that, that has always been, I suppose, the underlying driver. Um, advice to myself, I probably was reckless. I made some bad property decisions. I've, I've hired, on occasion, the wrong person. But I've got more right than I got wrong. And I think it's a numbers game. Yeah. If you can keep the ratios right, everybody's yeah. going to screw up. But you need to just have more successes than failures in the, in the whole you know, pot of, of Yeah, I like success. that. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. As long as, as long as you can balance more success um, you know, people are forgiving, uh, life is forgiving. And, you know, I, I think I did learn 
I, I genuinely believe that I learned from some of the failures that I did have along the way. Yeah. I tried yeah. not to dwell on them, but I did try to learn from them. Yeah. And sometimes they, you do need to have them, to, as you said, to learn, learn from them. I know you mentioned that, you know, you had never really intended to set up your own coffee shop and, you know, just different things changed. Did you actually set out goals or have you written your goals down over the years or is it something you're doing now? Yeah, I have. And even back in the first business plan that I did for the business, my vision was that I could get it to 25 shops. I still have that plan at home somewhere. Oh, brilliant. Uh, that is like great. Like there's, there's, there's three or 400 outlets there. But my initial vision was if I could get this to 25 shops and maybe see where that would bring us. That that would, and obviously that changed yeah. as we developed. But, but it just shows you that once you, once you get going, you know, yeah. that, and I, I'd be one, I would be a big believer in having a plan, but I, I'm, I'm also a believer in clarity and simplicity. Yeah. Uh, business plans for me, ideally are written on one page. Um, okay. And I don't go in for reams of paper. And I also think they need to be flexible enough to change if circumstance changes. So that, yeah. you know, while you can be, you have your vision, you have your plan, but you know, you need to sometimes have the courage if the marketplace has changed or circumstances change to move away, you know, from uh, the plan or the vision, uh, you know, in order, in order to survive. And I think you find that with most businesses, you know, you stay true to your vision and to your brand, but you know, the infrastructure and the way you sometimes approach things has to change given the circumstance. Yeah. I love that you said that just to have the courage to make the changes if, if they need to be made, you know, it's, yeah, it is about it, having courage. It, it, you know, it's different making changes if you don't have a plan because you're, you're liable to bounce all over the place. If yeah. you have a plan, I, I'm not saying the, the, the plan itself should be a benchmark, but I, yeah. I, every December I write down about six things, max eight. Yeah. And then, that's kind of my plan for the following year. And I might check Great. in with them maybe once a month, but it's yeah. all very simple. It's all very clear. And I don't, you know, I don't get it. I don't go for complexity. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. Um, and I suppose, you know, you're, you mentioned you're semi-retired, but busier than ever. Um, do you know, are you happier now than you were? Or do you know what makes you happy? Well, I'm, I'm happy. And, a kind of a good balance. Uh, I'm very fortunate and privileged to be working in broadcasting. It's something that I never had on my radar, but maybe if I thought about it back as a young 17, 18 year old, it probably is something that I should have considered doing and I didn't. Okay. And again, that was probably by virtue of circumstance. But yeah. looking backwards, I, I, I think it's something that I, I've, I've enjoyed. I enjoyed my time in Dragon's Den. Uh, I've enjoyed my decade on the radio. Mm. And, you know, I, I, that gives me, you know, even if I do nothing in a week, that gives me a purpose. And yes. The only thing I like about it is it, it keeps me close to business. It keeps yeah. me, the fact that I'm not in the day-to-day -day of insomnia anymore, you know, I, 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 I do miss that occasionally. Yeah. But the fact that I'm talking to, 
CEOs every week on the radio. I'm reading business pages. I'm I'm up to speed. Absolutely. And and that keeps me sort of focused and it does keep me energized. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, I love that. Um, Who would you say, Bobby, has inspired you over your years? Um, I know you mentioned, obviously, you fell into this side of things because your dad had the hotel. And obviously that has led you really on on the path you're on now today. So other than, I suppose, your father and that, would you have said other people have inspired you? Yeah, uh, he he did inspire me. My father, he was, again, one of these very... A, a, a real character and, you know, a real, I suppose, uh, you don't really see them now, but a career hotelier. As yes. in, yeah. he, was mo- he was a hotelier first and a businessman second. Yeah. Uh, and it was Gosh. all about, you know, gimmicks around marketing and all that that he did. So he inspired me. Uh, people that I've worked with along the way, Pat Campbell, uh, my insomnia colleagues, John Classy, uh, people like Brody Sweeney, who, you know, built a business, uh, lost the business and had the courage to come again. Because, uh, I, 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 you know, when you lose a business as Brody did, uh, I just to see him, you know, operating again in probably what's another difficult Brilliant. business environment. Yeah. I've, I've tremendous regard for people who have that courage. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, for anyone listening, then, um, do you have books that you could recommend people maybe looking at setting up a business or changing careers um, or podcasts even? Well, I have my own podcast, which I suppose would be remiss of me. Which uh, is brilliant. Yeah. Back on track. Yeah. And uh, again, it's looking at sectors of the economy on a sectoral basis. Where yeah. I talk to experts and innovators within a different sector. And I, I, I find that very enjoyable. Again, yes, I it's do. just a, another arm of, of the radio show. In fact, to me, it's almost the same. But it, what I like about podcasts is that they, they allow time for somebody to breathe. And, you know, yeah. you can often on radio, you've got six minutes with a guest and, you, and, you know, he or she is busy trying to get a message across and you're trying to get the best out of them in a limited time yeah. with a podcast, you know, it tends to be a little bit more conversational, a little bit more relaxed. And I think it can be more insightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do read books. I'm not somebody who subscribes to get rich quick books or any of that kind of thing. I've read a lot of books on uh, leadership. Polar exploration would be one of my, Big yeah. things, uh, the South Pole, uh, Raoul Adamson or the Northwest Passage, okay. where you can learn from people operating in the extreme environments. And that type of leadership, you see behind me, I'm a, I'm a keen sailor. Yes. Um, uh, I'm a competitive sailor. I've learned a lot from that. On the other side behind me is that uh, we raised 80,000 euros for cancer research on strictly Fantastic. so they're just they just happen to be in the background today lovely yeah all that sort of stuff i find you know all uh, adds up to you know yeah. trying to be relevant trying to be current and i think if you're you know if you're if you're interviewing somebody or if you're running a podcast it's very helpful to have led a bit of a life 
You know, yeah. I think life experience and to be able to reflect on bits of it as you try and draw out other people's experience is, is, is a huge plus. And I'd like to think that I hopefully uh, have picked up a bit along the way and that yeah. I use that now to, to try and bring out the best in people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I just know myself from listening to you both on the radio and on the podcast, you know, that is the way it does come across. You have that experience. And I think anyone listening to you can can hear that coming across as well. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But, you know, there's a couple of things that really, you know, are, I suppose, central to success in my view. Hard work is one. Like, if you're not prepared to work hard, Regard, and you can still fail working hard, but yeah. if you don't work hard, you're not going to be successful. That's that's yeah. a, a number one caveat. Yeah. Uh, you need to be alert to opportunity. Um, not everybody is, but I think there's opportunity all around us. Even today, with the difficulty that many businesses are having, there will be opportunity. And, you know, sometimes people become risk adverse in times of challenge, in challenging times. And it's a natural phenomenon, but you know, there will be opportunity. And I definitely think you have to also enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do, you should do something else. And I, I, I say that to people not flippantly because, you know, employment and jobs can be hard to come by. Yeah. If you find yourself miserable, rolling into work every Monday morning. You should yeah. engineer your way out of that job yeah. to find something that you actually like doing. Yeah, I and resonate I think, so much with that point, the last, you know, yeah. about the amount of people I suppose I've dealt with over the last number of years that are just not happy in their job. So I, I do agree. Yeah. Find something that makes you happy because, you know, I mean, not every day is going to be roses anyway, but if you're in a job or in a career that you, that makes you happy, you definitely will have such a better life, you know? Yeah. So just another thing I'd say is that, you know, fitness is, is important. Your, your physical, your physical and and mental well-being are, are equally important. And I got sick five years ago and that's one of the reasons I kind of maybe decided to, 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 to sort of slow things down a bit. Okay. Uh, I recovered from cancer. Yeah. Uh, and again, five years ago, age 55, I was diagnosed with head and neck cancer. And it, 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 as a 55-year-old, it changed my perspective yeah. on life, on what, I, what was important to me. And I, I, I decided then that the only three things that were important to me were my family, my friends, and my health. And I've, they're the three things that guide me now. And, you know, I, again, I'm fortunate enough that I, I was lucky enough that, you know, I'm not, I don't have a mortgage and I don't have big financial commitments. So I I can sort of park that piece. So what's important to me now is living every day to the full and making sure that I am, I'm around uh, to enjoy whatever is left. Uh, that is fantastic that is fantastic yeah it is it's brilliant like could i ask you really do you feel like you are living life on your own terms now big time absolutely i work i I only work with people i want to work with yes Uh, i don't say that in any kind of arrogant way 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I choose to work with people that I like to work with. Yeah. I'm not interested in any kind of negative stuff or politics yeah. or just doesn't interest me and I won't do it. And I'm, I consider myself blessed to be able to, That's you know, brilliant. make that choice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm working very much on my own terms. I'm as busy as I want to be. Right. Uh, I'm in control of what I do. Great. I enjoy every second of what I do and I have a lovely uh, work-life balance as I see it. Brilliant. So great. Love it. That's fantastic. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man, so I really enjoyed talking to you and I wish you all the success in the future. And good luck with your podcast, Anne-Marie. Uh, it was great to talk to you this morning and thank, thank you, you for asking me to do it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.